Uh, can't really think of a cold, cold opening this week with no one to riff off. So, showtime. Hello and welcome to episode 658 of the Two Hosers Photo Show. My name is Alan in Tübingen, Germany. With me, no, not with me. Once again, we're going to go with uh, Adamless this week uh, for the rest of August, actually. Here's how it's going to go. This is going to be a solo episode, scheduling-wise, vacation, all the stuff we've talked about in the past. Uh, It's just not possible. I'm going to have to record... A few solo episodes to get us through the month of August. But good news, they will all be brand new, original entertainment, I guess. Um, Brand new. Regardless of entertaining or not, it will be brand new uh, content. And I'll try to keep it short and on topic, which is obviously photography. So there's that. So the next four episodes are going to be short solo ones. And then Adam will be back after Labor Day. I think we fall uh, September the 4th is right on Labor Day. That's going to be tough to get ahead of, ahead of time. But uh, the following week, we will do, Adam will be back for our monthly challenge, which is, by the way, um, your holiday snapshot. That's what it is for August uh, throw that up on the Instagram, hashtag two hosers monthly challenge, hashtag two or hey hosers. But by the time you're hearing this, if I don't have the Flickr group set up, I am really bad at the internet. So it should be up and we'll check that out. I think some people have accidentally found it already, uh, the new profile. So good, good for them. You're actually smarter than I am and it's my, my profile. Uh, Patreon, just a quick reminder to everybody who wants to help us out here, keep the lights on, really the internet part on, the lights I can handle, it's the internet part that costs us the money. Uh, to keep things going, go to our website, twohosers.com, find the Patreon link and pledge a couple of bucks a month to the Patreon Patreon Patreoners who are already doing that. Obviously, we say thank you, we appreciate it very much. And anybody thinking about it, well, just ask them, I guess. Uh, what is going on? Well, baseball, as always, because that's how summer goes here when you when you play baseball. Uh, had to play up the last couple of weekends with our, our first team, which is not really what I've wanted to do this year. Uh, time commitment-wise, it's really difficult. Uh, also, we have kids on the team. The bulk of the kids were born sort of after 1998 and um, me considerably earlier than that. So um, I'm, I'm kind of at home on the second team, but we had some sh- we're short some players. So I had to play a doubleheader last week, doubleheader yesterday. The second game got rained out, unfortunately. Massive thunderstorm here. Um so, yeah, not much to report on that. Not doing as great as I would like, personally, but uh, that's a function of really not having any time to dedicate to get out and 
swing of that. It uh, really catches up with you at the age of 49, it turns out. you got to get out there regularly. So we'll see. We'll see what happens the rest of the summer or into the fall. Um, funny story, on, if you listened to last week's episode, uh, uh, Joe, J.C. Russo, was kind enough to point me in the right direction because I, I complained, uh, not complained, but I basically said that Unfortunately, I had recently broken my last 33-inch ash bat. I only have one left, a 34, 34-32, which is a pretty heavy bat. And uh, and so I was a little, little upset because they're hard to find, hard to find the Louisville Slugger uh, in an ash. I'm not sure they even really make them anymore. But Joe said, hey, I know a guy, or he doesn't know the guy, but he knows of a company in Maine that will actually sell you the blank, well, they're called blanks, or or um, not blanks, what are they called? They are called blanks, but also the billets. But they'll sell ash billets that you can then turn on a lathe into the bat that you want. And for those keeping track at home, my preferred model is the M110, uh, 3330, like a drop three if possible. Uh, so he says, yeah, check this guy out. And I, it looked familiar. And so I ran up past my buddy and the coach of our, our, our first team here. And uh, sure enough, it's his business partner and the guy who makes all of his bats that he swings in our league. So small world, Joe, that uh, that happened. So let's get right into photography uh, after all that intro. I think what each what's going to happen each of the next four weeks, including this week, is I'm going to pick a photo and just break it down, how I shot it, uh, what was going on, all the ifs, ands, and the what have yous about that photo. So this week, I thought I'll talk about this week's Spieltag cover, which is, as I'm sure most of you or all of you know or are tired of hearing about, the each home game that we have for, the, for the, our first team or for our softball team uh, we have a like a like a game day flyer program. I guess you call it program. And uh, so I I make a uh, a unique cover. Uh, have fun with it for each home game. Uh, this year for the guys team, uh, I so I come up with all the ideas on my own, which which is nice. They kind of trust me to just do what I want as long as it's somewhat respectable, which it always is mostly. Uh, and so. With the guys, uh, the first one out of the gate, I just wanted to do way back when in April, you'll recall, we had a, a kid in the team named uh, Vince, and I just it occurred to me right away we had to do the color of money because he has a he wears a, his character's name is Vince, he wears a shirt named Vince uh, with Vince on it, and it's just fantastic. So I wanted to recreate that, and once that happened, I realized we could have fun with it this year. And make every home game a Tom Cruise movie, uh, which we, we don't always do movies. In the past, we just kind of do you know it's magazine covers. So we you know it might be take off of a movie, it might be something else entirely. But this year, I just decided I want to do Tom Cruise '80s movies, not tell anybody until and then let people figure it out. Which after three or four, they they sort of sensed the theme. Uh, so this week, uh, well, so just just to back up, the challenge I face here with the German audience, although because we publish it on the 
World Wide Web. It is worldwide. I'm, we're trying to appeal to as many people as possible, get as many eyeballs on this and sort of attract attention and have fun with it, really. But it's difficult. So my challenge here is to make sure that the hometown crowd, the German audience, actually gets the reference, which not always easy. Because obviously, like the cultural touchstones that I grew up with or you or anybody, you know, from North America, they're very different here. And so what there's a lot of crossover, like a lot of the shows and, and the movies that were popular in North America were popular here for, for different reasons or are called different things. Um, like, for example, Beverly Hills 90210 was big here. I forget what it's called, probably called that. Um, but not everything was. So I need to make sure that they can get it. And I don't think they got this one, to be perfectly honest with you. But the first challenge I find with, with, these, with these covers is I want to have fun with it. I don't want to just make it all about uh, specific to baseball or this or very, you know, because the Germans, now I should preface this by saying I like living here. I like the German people. I married one. My two kids are German. So this isn't a rip in, in, in any sense. Um, but they are very literal people, the Germans. Uh, very nice, but everything is very, very on the surface. And so it took them a while here, just, just here in Tübingen, to understand that each reference, each each cover doesn't need to be a baseball reference. In fact, it shouldn't be, in my opinion. It can literally be anything as long as we have fun with it and get people to uh, engage. So the culture here is also, it's very much uh, over-explaining, which is ironic because that's what I'm doing right now, but also being extremely specific. There's a reason German cars and engineering and, and manufacturing are so exacting. It's just part of the culture here so that there is no confusion. Uh, whenever they, we do ads or posters or for any, you know, advertising anything, every single possible question that someone has must be answered on that poster, which is difficult because I prefer to, I, I appreciate nuance and sort of planting a seed of interest, throwing out the basic info and then engaging people to come and find out more. If they don't want to do that, then they're really not our audience. So I can report that we're slowly coming around here uh, to being a little bit more subtle and not over-explanatory. So plan was to, to stick with the 80s Tom Cruise, but I know that I'm going to run out eventually. We have uh, eight home games this year, uh, three more left, and not every 80s Tom Cruise movie uh, was iconic. Like, if you look back, like he is, to me, he is the biggest movie star of all time. The most, whatever's going on off the screen, it's none of my business, but he I, undisputably, I would say, especially after Top Gun Maverick, the greatest, biggest movie star ever. 
But if you look back on his 80s stuff, a lot of great work, some of it just sort of fell under the radar or didn't resonate internationally. Um, and some were tough. Some are tough to like, I'm not sure I can do Rain Man. It's iconic, but the message isn't great. Uh, or take on a movie like Taps or Born on the Fourth of July. Both great movies and, and kind of iconic, just not super fun. Whereas something like we did in the past, Pulp Fiction, not a fun movie, but kind of fun in a weird way. Uh, but these movies, not so much. So I kind of have to avoid those. However, Cocktail, that one's up for grabs. This is a movie that I happen to really, really like. I've seen this movie many times. I saw this movie in the theater at the time. I was like 14, 14 years old, went and saw that in the theater. Loved it. Love it to this day. Now, it's a bad movie, but I dare you to not enjoy it. It is really, really great. And the poster, well... The poster is fantastic and also boring, but also fantastic. The original poster is very much of its era. Like you look at this and you look at the color choices, the the mix of the lighting, uh, like the blue and the and the and the 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 orange on him. Obviously, that's timeless beat to death, but also timeless. But the, the choice of the super, super blue background with the, the pink neon, it screams late 80s to me. Like it, it, it's not super crazy Valley Girl 80s, like with Nicolas Cage, but it's a couple years later as we're phasing out, we're getting out of the 80s. Maybe it sees the end coming, but it's still very much of that time. And so that was the plan. I wanted to recreate that look. Uh, also the fact that Tom Cruise is clearly standing on at least two apple boxes to get him up over the bar like that. Uh, anyway, so I contacted uh, a friend of our club, the guy who runs a uh, establishment here in Tubingen called Mike's Pub. Uh, it's not called that anymore. Actually, I should specify they are called The Bull. I haven't got into the details on that yet, but we'll get there. Um, we're, we, we've had fundraisers there in the past, and uh, it's this American-style restaurant here in Tubingen. And uh, so I, I, I contacted them and said, you know, hey, would you let us shoot there? No problem. They let us come in and, and uh, fire away. So they have a pretty cool-looking bar uh, there, and that's what we needed. We needed a, a location. So the only issue... So I went in there uh, a couple days ago, and the only issue they had is the way their bar is set up. They have a lot of the beer mugs like and other glasses hanging like out uh, above the bar, which sort of limited the 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 uh, the um, the space I could shoot. And so the only spot where it was open was sort of the serving spot on the bar where they there's no there's no glasses above. So I needed that headroom in order to, to get the shot I was looking for. And so the only issue there, so many issues, but the issue there was in order to place our subject, Hayden, at that part of the bar, it limited our ability, my ability to place the lights exactly where, where I wanted them. 
there was like, like a cement pillar in the way and a lot of challenges. So first stop, though, was I needed to light the place. Now, it, it's actually pretty well lit. It's a pretty good-looking bar. They have sort of LED lighting in in the in the uh, where the glasses are, and it's kind of like a green tinge, which on its own would look pretty cool. However, it, first of all, it didn't match the the blue style that we wanted, the blue and the and the and the orange. So I had to basically I had to kill that. Uh, we left them on. They asked, "Oh, should we? You know, I'm going to turn these lights off." I said, nope. Not even going to register, and uh, unfortunately. But if I wanted them to register, that would meant that would mean I would have to have had to deal with the rest of the ambient light, which, while cool looking, was not what we're going for for this look. It's very 2023 and not 1988. And so, unfortunately, I had to say no, no. You can leave the lights on. We're not going to see them. I'm going to overpower them by. ISO 100, uh, 1/160th of a second, and an f4, and that means I have to bring all of the light myself, which I did. So the background wanted it to be blue, blue, and more blue. So in order to do that, I thought I could get away with like a full CTB color temperature blue gel, uh, but that wasn't enough. I actually had to dig out my rarely used double CTB. Threw that into an umbrella and put it just just out of frame camera left in behind the bar. And use that to basically just blast the whole background. Uh, it's, it's rare that when I light a background that I use an umbrella because oftentimes I'm, I'm going for a hard light. But in the, the original poster, it is this wash of blue. So went with the umbrella Figured if I aim it, if I have it just out of frame and sort of angle it just right, I'm going to get a lot of uh, the background is going to be nice, evenly covered, and it can do double duty and light the right side of his face um, in that in that blue wash, which it did. It angled just perfectly, and so we were able to to get that that sort of backlighting, side lighting, mostly backlighting that we're looking for. Uh, now the key light is a softbox just to the camera right. Now an, I, could, I could have used an umbrella and most times when I do uh, light something like this, especially when I'm traveling, like when I'm, cause I was, obviously this isn't in my house as I mentioned, the, the whenever I kind of go somewhere, I try to pack as light as possible. And that's where the umbrella comes in extremely handy because it packs up so compact, um, easy to travel with, boom, off you go. And for most cases, fantastic. But I had an idea, even though I wasn't 100% sure, that the umbrella would scatter too much light here. Now, what's good about the big softbox is it still provides a nice soft, it's right there in the name, softbox, a nice soft light, but it's also controllable. The, 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 its spill is much easier to, to handle, and uh, you can get a lot more sort of focused soft light, which sounds weird when I say it out loud like that, but that's how it works. Didn't bother with the grid, didn't think I needed that. Um, so set that up, just camera right, and that's where I ran into trouble uh, with the, the, the cement pillar. 
that was there holding up the entire building and the hotel above it. So we couldn't really move that. Not much we could do in terms of our subject. We needed him to be posed right up against the bar like that. Um, and so basically what I would have liked to have done is had the, the light exactly where that pillar was standing just to give him enough light on the, the, the left side of his face with a little bit of wraparound, which we got a tiny bit of, but I would, liked, I would have liked a little bit more wraparound around uh, to the right side of his face, like where his nose shadow is. It's fine, not a thousand percent correct, in my opinion. Um, so having that, having that there, uh, if it was on the, in front of the pillar towards the camera, it was way too full on. It wasn't as, as angled as the original. And then I push it around the side, which meant I had to drop it down because the way the bar was configured, there was a, a, like a, like a low ceiling on that side. So now the, the key light, rather than being at a little bit of a higher angle, which you can see in his nose shadow goes right across to his ear instead of down towards his lip. I would have had the light higher, but unfortunately that just cast a big shadow from the bar, uh, the bar ceiling. So not a thousand percent what I wanted, but I still ended up liking the result. Now, I thought by using the double CTB in on the background, that would give me enough separation with a bare flash. So just a regular flash in in the with the key the in the key light for the key light uh, at whatever that is fifty six hundred. I thought would still register orange enough in reference to the background. Uh, I was wrong. I still I went with a quarter or I might have even gone with a half CTO in the key light as well. So there's that much separation between the the key and the background in terms of color. So we were off the races. I thought we were, we were set, snapped a couple of photos, and then quickly realized that this kid's impressive salad was uh, disappearing into the underexposed background on the top right-hand uh, right corner. So if, if I was able to have gotten that key light up a little higher where I wanted, it would have acted as enough of a hair light to get that separation, but because I was down low, it wasn't going to happen. So that meant quickly setting up a third light, just, ca just camera right and behind, uh, shooting down to light up his hair and a little bit of the left side of his face, it looks like to me. That was a really quick one. Took an SB26, which is uh, I love for this situation because they have uh, an optical trigger built in, so don't, no additional setup. It sees the other flashes go, and it goes on its own and just pops it on there. So I didn't need to, to gel that. I thought it was just enough of a flick of light just to light up his hair on that side um, and not overexpose the rest of the image. And so that was the the key the key and the the the, the background lights were both on like. I don't know, probably like one quarter or one half power through shooting through uh, umbrellas and softboxes, whereas this was at one sixty fourth power bare, just on an eighty five zoom camera right, just to light up his hair, just to make it pop out, which it did. So the pose that he's doing is pretty close, but it's not perfect. Just the way the bar is constructed. Um, I also didn't have two apple boxes for him to stand on and get his hips up above the bar and kind of lean forward like that. And uh, other than that, 
The head tilts a little bit off, but it's very, very close. Now, post-production. Before I shot this, I, I obviously I'm, I'm copying the cocktail poster, which you can find online. Um, but so I'd already designed, really just copied the, the, not copied, but we call it inspired. No, kind of copied, uh, recreated the graphics that I would need. So I would just go out and shoot, come home, pop the photo in. But I also, that meant I knew how I wanted to position Hayden so that we could see all the, the font, all the, all the, the titles everywhere. I knew I would need room for the Spieltag in the top left corner, uh, like, the, like the neon sign. I knew I would need a spot for, you know, our opponent and that, that kind of stuff. So that, that, that was key. I had that done ahead of time. Um, and even though, so that was ready to go, but even though I shot this with the 85 mil, I brought the 85 and the 50 mil with the R6, not really knowing what I was going to need. Um, I tend to shoot these a little bit fat, a little bit wide around the borders uh, because I, then I know I can, I can crop it into exactly where I want it. It's going the other way and having to have the AI do the generative fill to add background is I try to avoid. So I prefer to shoot a little bit wider. Uh, but it turns out there was enough room there for me to shoot this with the 85, which is what I wanted to do at an F4, which is going to give you a nice uh, out-of-focus background. However, it was still a little too visible. I, in, 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 the, in the physical world, I would have appreciated it if those, those bottles and glasses were another, I don't know, meter but deeper, but it wasn't quite deep enough. And so they were still, they're, they're out of focus, but not quite enough. So that's when I had to dig into the Photoshop filter, use one of the neural filters, the depth filter, and just blur it a little tiny bit. It's, 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 it's very, very little, it was very subtle, but it was just enough to, to separate Hayden from that background. Um, even then, I still, even though as, as blue as I made the background, I still had to, to use the background selection tool and darken it a little bit, just a very, very minor bit, and even ramp up that blue a little bit more just to really drive it home. Turns out they went nuts in 1988 with that. So I had to really, really go bananas on that. Uh, and then lastly, I actually struggled with the title for a while. The, the original poster doesn't have one, just says cocktail and then something about when he pours, he rains or some funny you know, tagline like that, which it wouldn't make sense in, in this context. You know, I, I was trying to think of a version of, you know, when he rakes, he wins or something original or something, you know, clever, but nothing. Couldn't come up with anything for the tagline. So I wanted to have a, a headline, like a title. Even though the original poster doesn't have that, I like to make this more of a, of a magazine cover than a, an actual faithful representation of the original poster. But again, because it's not always a movie, this, this time it's a movie. So the one I threw up uh, originally was just Cocktails and Dreams, which is references the movie. And as you can understand, makes absolutely no sense in this context. 
And so I thought, okay, well, I'll do a twist on that. And Cocktails and Dreams will go with uh, uh, Fastballs and Dreams, which was terrible. Really glad I didn't do that. And, and then I asked a couple of my buddies, hey, what do you guys think of this? And, and they came up with some even worse ideas. And uh, ultimately, I decided, you know what? Just keep it simple. There's a line in the movie where he says, the bar's open. And I said, you know what? Just going to go with that. The bar is open, which makes sense if you know the film very well. But if you don't, it's also not confusing. The bar is open. You've heard that before. And so then I just added the slug line about mixing it up as if, you know, he's mixing drinks because that's why I'm so clever. Mixing and drinks. Ta-da! Anyways, ultimately, it's not confusing at a basic level. I hope. So that's how we got to the the cocktail takeoff. Uh, What do you think next week's going to be? I'm not even 100% sure myself. I have a few options of what I'm going to go with. But of course, with this one, we actually may need to reshoot it and shoot a new version for when we do the makeup game because we played one game yesterday uh, and then got rained out for the, the, uh, the nightcap. So we gotta replay that again. So there might be a cocktail two. Maybe we'll, maybe that'll be maybe that'll be it. Cocktail two, a, a fake sequel to a movie that certainly deserves one. If they can make Top Gun two, they can make Cocktail two. All right. Pretty sure Elizabeth Shue will do it. I'll talk to her. Okay, that's it. That's how we got here. Uh, websites. You can go to find my stuff at alanatrich.com or holtzfellerwoodworking.com or everything about the show at twohosers.com where you can go to find all the links, the photos, everything I just talked about. And that's it. Until next week, get out there and make better photos. Mm-hmm.